Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we're trying to figure out, again, we always have to keep in mind, thank you, we always have to keep in mind the main theme over here. The main theme over here is there's a fundamental machloket between Hananya and the Chachamim. The discussion is that we know there's something called Shihiyah. Shia means leaving on the fire before Shabbat. And Chazalah means putting it back on Shabbat. So now the question is, does Shihiyah need what we call Garuf and Katum? Does Shihiyah leaving on before Shabbat need to have those extra safeguards or not? Hananiah says you could leave something on the fire before Shabbat and you're good to go. And the question was, the Mishnah that we were discussing, our Mishnah, was it talking about uh, going like Hananiah or not? In order to make it work out like Hananiah, you had to add an extra line to the Mishnah because if the whole Mishnah was talking about uh, was talking about only Chazara at the beginning, it wouldn't have had to have a second piece. We had to add a piece. So now we're going to try to prove from outside sources one way or the other. So now we're going to use an Amorah to prove from the understanding of Rav how he understood the Mishnah. That means we're not going to prove what the Mishnah is. We're going to prove how how Rav understood the Mishnah. Tashma, Damar of Chelbo, Amar of Chamaba, Guryama Rav. Loshano, that means Loshano is always a limiting statement. Loshano, Ella Al Gaba. This heter of putting the food uh, is only above. That means a kira, an oven, as we mentioned yesterday. It has, you could put it on the top. You could also open it and slide it in from the bottom. It's hotter inside than it is on the top. So we're saying this heter of leaving a pot, whatever, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this heter, I'll leave it vague. This heter, whatever the heter is, shia or hazara, this heter is only talking about on top. Have a little ha inside the oven, asur. There's no heterim in the oven. Now, Rav is going back on the Mishnah. So we're going to try to get into Rav's brain and say, well, if Rav's going on the Mishnah and he's differentiating between on top of the oven and in the oven, how did he learn the Mishnah? So, Iyamart Bishlama, all's well if you say Lachzir tonight. If you learn the Mishnah, it's talking about Lachzir, and there's a missing piece that spoke about, uh, that spoke about Shia. So it's not Lachzir, again, and there's a missing piece on Shia. How the Shani ben tochal al gaba? We differentiate on top and inside. Because when you leave it, uh, inside, there's gonna be a problem of hatmana. So therefore I can't leave it inside. But if the Mishnah is not Shia, and Shia is not allowed only when it's Garuf and Katum, that means, again, if the Mishnah is not Lahazir, and Shia is allowed, then I could differentiate by Shia between inside and outside. The Mishnah, even Shia, needs to have Garuf and Katum, meaning, if, if you're telling me now that the Mishnah is not Shia, and Shia and, and the, and the need of Garufa Katum, I should say better. The need of Garufa Katum applies even to Shia. That means when I'm doing Shia, I'm doing Shia in an empty oven. Okay? It's an empty oven. So why should there be a difference in an empty oven if I put it on top, I put it inside? If you learn that Shia is allowed 
end on Erev Shabbat without Garufa Katum. I understand. I want to warn you. Only do the Shia on top, not inside, because inside the coals, I don't want you to do a Shia because you have a Hatmana problem. But if you tell me that Shia is only allowed with Garufa Katum, Shia is only allowed on, on, on an empty oven, so what's the difference on top of the oven and in the oven? So that sounds like the Mishnah is talking about Lachzir, because Shia does not need these criteria. But the Mishnah says, no, Misavr of Chelba Reisha Kai, you thought Rav Chelba was wrong on the Reisha, forcing you to say if the Reisha allowed Shia, and on the Shia of the Reisha was differentiating, you could put it back into something that's Garufa Katum, and that Rav Chelba, Rav Chelba and Rav says, Lo Shanu El Al Gaba, Asur, you can't put the Chazara inside, only on top. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to try to bring another proof. Tashma. Another proof that we're talking about, uh, it's not like Hananya, and we're talking about Shia also needs Garufa Katum. Again, that's our always our key. Does Shia need Garufa Katum or not? That's the discussion. Does Shia, leaving it on the fire, Erev Shabbat, need to have Garufa Katum? Are we concerned with the Shia without a Garufa Katum? Tashma. I have two ovens that are connected to each other, and they have a common wall. One of them is properly Garufa uh, Katum, and one's not. Mashin al gabe Kuktuma. You're allowed to leave it on the one that has Garufa Kutuma. You can't leave it on the one that's not. Umayin mashin, what kind of food can you leave there? Now, it's really, we start off saying you could do a shia. Beit Shemayim below means the Tanakama that says that you could do a shia on a garufa katum is, to, is, is Beit Hillel. Because Beit Shemayim says you can't do shia even if there is a garufa katum. Beit Hillel omrin, chamin, chamin, avalot tavshil. You could do chamin, you can't do tavshil. So again, this, we're going to see, well, this is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir raises the bar. It means everything we said now is not familiar from our Mishnah. <clears throat> again, we're telling you that Beit Shammai never allows Shia at all. Beit Hillel allows Shia and Chamin, not on Tavshil. If you remember our Mishnah, Beit Shammai differentiates between Chamin and Tavshil. Here, Beit Hillel is saying only, only hot water, not a thing. Not, not a, uh, food. Atar, if you took it off, well, divrei call lo yachzir. So divrei meir. So meir has a very strict approach. Meir says shia is only allowed in Beit Hillel and only on hot water. Chazara is never allowed. Okay, so that obviously does not match our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had a totally different version. You remember our Mishnah from yesterday, where Beit Hillel, Beit Shammai didn't allow Chazara. He allowed shia and chamin. Rabbi Yudalmer, which will sound more familiar to us. Rabbi Yudalmer, Beit Shammai Omrim, his version of Beit Shammai is, Chamin, Avalot Tavshil. You could do, you could do Shia of hot water, not Tavshil. That's Beit Shammai, that's our Mishnah exactly. Beit Shammai Chamin, Vitavshil, also our Mishnah exactly. Beit Shammai Om Notrilim, you could take it off. Avalot Maxim, you can't put it back. Beit Shammai beautiful. So that, that Rabbi Uda statement 
is exactly our Mishnah. If you hold, not like Hananya. Because it says over here, Yudah says, Yudah says that even the Shia needs to have Garufa Katum. So, that sounds exactly not like Hananya. So the Rabbi Huda and the Brita is exactly sounds like our Mishnah, not like Hananya. So the says, Yeah, If you learn that our Mishnah is not Shia, and Shia needs Garufa Katum, perfect fit. You say that our Mishnah says Lachzir also needs Garufa Katum, Matnitan Mani. Our Mishnah doesn't match either opinion of the Brita. If you look and you match up to Beit Shammai, it doesn't work out on one account. And it doesn't work Beit on two accounts. And if it's Rabbi Yudah, Kasha because Rabbi Yudah says that Shia does, does need Grufal Tumah, and our Mishnah would say it doesn't. So again, we're not going to go through it now. For those of that have some level of fire from yesterday, they could realize how our Mishnah fits smoothly with Rabbi Yehuda, version of the Brayta. Only if if the Mishnah is talking like, not like Hananya, that Shia needs Rufal Ketumah. means don't get lost in the details here. It's really one piece of information that's going through the whole story. Does Shia need Rufal Ketumah or not? Is our Mishnah talking that Shia does need Rufal Ketumah or not? It sounds like it does, because otherwise we have two versions in the Brayta the Gemara is assuming in the Havamin that the Mishnah only has a right to be either Rabbi Yudah's version or Meir's version. And the only way it works to be Rabbi Yudah's version is if you hold that Shia needs Garufa Kato. To which the Gemara answers, no. I can learn the Mishnah that Shia does not need Garufa Kato. Only Chazara needs it, like Hananya. Our Tan is a big boy. He doesn't have to be exactly like Rabbi Yudah or exactly like Rabbi Meir. He, he's his own man, and he found his own path. What did he say? He holds, Bechamin v'tavshil, he holds, the Notlim Machzirin. So he holds like him when it comes to the Chamin and Tavshil discussion. That Beit Shemai and Beit Hillel, what, what are they talking about hot water, or are they talking about food, or one or the other, who holds what? So on that area, our Tanah chose like Rabbi Yehuda, that Beit Shammai allows hot water, Beit allows both, both. And when it comes to Notlinim Zirim, he also agrees that Beit Shammai says you can't do Chazaran, Beit Shammai says you could. But Paligal Bechavi, he argues on one point, our Tanah holds Shia doesn't need Garufa Katum like Kanani. And Rabbi Yehuda, Sabah Lishot Nami, Garufa Katum in Yilolo. Okay, so therefore, the Gemara ends at a standstill. They have not proven one way or the other. Is halacha like Hanani or not? Going to the Rishonim is a machloket. Going to Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch even mentions the word Hananya. So it ends up, we do not have a bottom line on the, on who the, on the author of our Mishnah. It would seem that whoever the Mishnah is, that Stam Mishnah would be what halacha is. But we were not able to prove one way or the other. And we're left with a question mark. The question mark is, can I leave a pot on the fire at of Shabbat without a garuf or katum? Wonderful. New discussion. New question. I have a kira that's not garuf or katum. 
Malismochba. I want to know if I could put something next to it. Hold on one second. Yes, Avi Galavi. When we learned before that a person could put like a raw piece of meat inside the pot before Shabbat, right. that's talking about Garuf and Katun? No, that, it's not Garuf and Katun. We're not worried you're going to play with the coals because the raw piece of meat shows that you're not concerned about it until tomorrow. So what case are they talking about here? Shiyani is Garuf and Katun. What are they talking about here? It's not Nipashel called Sarkon. Or it's the Machal Brindusai, actually. That was the discussion. It was partially cooked. A partially cooked one doesn't need Garufakatu? Yes. Yes. That's the discussion. Okay. Back to our story. So now we have a new discussion, which is you want to put something next to the fire. Next to the fire. That means you have a fire on. It's not a Garufakatu fire. And I want to put something next to the fire. It's not on the stovetop. It's next to the fire. Um, how does that show up? That shows up. <coughs> you could, uh, you have an oven. <coughs> you want to put something higher up. It's not on the flame. It's on the side. You want to heat it up. And it's open. So we want to know what's the law there. So if I'm not Garufa Katu Mochba, can I put something on the side? What's the question? That's what we're afraid you're going to stoke the coals because that's really going to make a difference. Because it's really hard to really make a difference stoking the coals there. And you can't even do smicha. Tashma, so we'll bring a proof from the previous brayta. I have two ovens that are next to each other. Machine algave grufa uktuma. You're allowed to leave on top of the one that's garufa katum. Now, how could you do that? When you leave on top of the one that's garufa katum, it's next to the one that's not garufa katum. Avagav the salik lehavlam yidach. So here we have it. I have two ovens that are next to each other. One is properly set up, one's not. And when you put it on top of the one that's properly set up, it's perforce next to the one that's not properly set up. So why am I afraid you're going to soak the coals? There, since it's, it's, it's on top of the oven, there's a lot of air there, and it's going to get cold, and therefore it's not really being affected, and that's not a good example. We were talking about a case where you put it literally next to it on the side of the oven, and that was our question. Okay, let's try to bring another proof. Tashma, the Marav Safra, Amrav Kitama, I, I covered my, my coals with ashes. And then, nitlabta. Somehow, a little bit later, half an hour later, one of the coals was stubborn and it reignited itself. Okay, so now, this case, we're gonna say it still has the status of Garufa Katum, because the whole point of Garufa Katum means that you showed that you're not interested in playing with the fire. You made an indication that I don't want to touch it. We're worried about the wife that her husband's going to come home and she's nervous, not cooking to play with it. And the fact that she threw the ashes on, she shows that she already stopped. She gave up on it. So even if it reignites, it's okay to leave it there. You don't have to take it off. So now, in this case, don't get confused by the case. So again, somchinla, you let it put next to it. Umakaymin aleha, you let it put it literally on it. And you can remove from it, and put it back, period. So we see over here that 
And the fact that we talked about, what was the chidush? The chidush is this case where you covered the ash and reignited has the status of putting ashes on it. That's the chidush. That's the main chidush this bright. One more time. I put my ashes on it, which is supposed to be my indicator that I'm, I'm not interested. It didn't work. It was, it was, it was low grade ashes. It came through. It's still considered. It's like you got a blech. Let's say you put a blech on it and somehow the blech was poor material. There's a hole in the blech. I don't know if this halakhalma, so I'm just using it as a example. And your wife put it on. She put the blech on. It's a good at carry, even though it has a hole in it, let's say. Fine. So now, and in this case, we say the different things that you're allowed to do, one of the things you're allowed to do is you're allowed to put something next to it. It sounds like if not for the fact that this poor ash is considered like good ash, you couldn't even put it next to it, which means that putting next to it needs to have the proper fixings. Hold on. We gave you six examples there. You talked about leaning. You talked about uh, putting it on. You talked about taking it and putting it back. It's like four examples. The Gemara says, It says you could take it off and put it back. You don't need to do it. Taking it off is legal. You could take anything off any fire. So why do you tell me taking it off the ashes works for taking it off. The answer is, you talked about putting it on, you talked about taking it off. So I talked about putting it on, directly I put it next to it. So sometimes the brighter will bring in other cases that are just being brought there, agav. Okay. So the Gemara says, No one tells you you need laws to remove it. That's not a good comparison. It's the same place. They take off and put back. It makes sense they take off and put back. It's the same spot. So therefore, It's in different places. There's no need to tell me I'm allowed to leave it on the fire and put it next to the fire. You want to tell me I could take it off and put it on? Okay, that's one activity. So even though the taking off doesn't need to have the ashes, but since the putting on needs the ashes, so I spoke about putting on and taking off. But wh- who forced you to put bring in putting on the side, which has nothing to do with anything? Okay, so that's the dichud. But we still have not come to a bottom line. My havela. What is the bottom line of this discussion of simicha? Tashma. <coughs> Kira, I have an oven. Shisikua begefet ubeitzim. We put it, we fueled it. With, uh, with, uh, Eitzim, which we said was the high quality fuel. Uh, I think, uh, some kind of pits and wood that becomes ashes. Somchinla, you can put next to it. Vein Mekani, you can't put on top of it. Elam Kane, Grufa So we see pretty clearly right there, that's the line that I need it. You're allowed to put next to it. The bright is going to continue, not that we need for us, but we're going to read it anyway. Gechalim Sha'amamu. I have coals that start to go out on their own. Oshnatana le noor shall pishtan, or I put on top of some flax. Hare kiktuma. But I see from here that I'm allowed to do smichai if it's not karufa katum. So that proved it. Okay. That's the end of the story. So smicha does not need garufa katum. So so far, what's Abraham Dabach saying? Rabbi Dabach? Yeah, this, so the question of the Gemara is only according to the Chachamim. Meaning not according to um Right, uh, according to Khamer. 
Right, uh, right. Unless you say we're talking about Chazara, we wonder if you could be Machzirim also next to it. Uh huh. Okay. That's also a question, Halacha. Okay. So now, yeah. That, this, this question, okay, I don't like to get into Halacha Lamaseh, but, uh, it shows up on a blech. Okay, there's a blech, there's a, Chamavad, you hold, you like to take something off and put it back on the blech. Many holds that a blech, you can only leave it on, you can't put it back on. There's a question if a blech is like a pot. Those, let's see, in the Ashkenazi world, even some of the Sephardi world, that hold a blech, you can't put something on it. Can't put something on it. But what happens, or Moshe Feinstein discusses, if I have a spot on the blech, which I could touch my finger to, and, um, it's not hot enough that I, that I have to, that I, I can leave my, it's not Yad's leather ball. So Moshe says that you lot take something out of the refrigerator and put it on that spot on the blech that's not hot, because that's considered samuk, it's next to, it's not on it, it's next to. So this, 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 that could even be for Chazara, to answer by the box question. Okay, good. So, Again, so the two main takeaways from the daf is, again, these are hard dafim. Definitely not, not, not easy daf. But the, the main takeaway is we gave yesterday's introduction, but at least we'll, we'll just recap what we have so far. Discussion number one is, very simple discussion. Does shihia need garuf katum? Very simple question. I want to, uh, Friday night, very easy question. Have an oven? And I want to leave my chicken in the oven Friday night on the oven. The oven has no blech, no nothing. You know when you're not allowed to take something out of the oven and put it back in the oven when the oven's on on Shabbat. Has no blech there. You can't do that. Oven's an oven. Can I leave something in my oven out of Shabbat and 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 just take it out on Shabbat and the fire the fire's on and it'll turn it turns off after the meal. Whatever you have an oven that you could open on Shabbat. Whatever the story is, can I leave something in the oven or not that is cooked? That's the discussion. Okay, that's the Hananya versus Chachamim or not. Do I need a blech in an oven when I want to leave it there? <clears throat> that's one question. Wait for Halakha, we'll get there someday. The other discussion now is Smicha. Next to the oven. Is next to the oven on the oven? It could be both for Shiyayim, for Chazara. Is next to the oven on the oven? And we end up the next to the oven is not on the oven. Okay, now, new discussion. Amar of Yitzchak bar Nachmani, Amar Oshia. Kitama v'huvara. Again, our same story. I put my ash on top. It was faulty ash. It reignited. Mashin alei, you'll have to leave it. Chamin shuchmu kol tzorkam v'tavshil shubishel kol tzorkam. Okay, so that's, that's Rabbi Oshia said. So Mar says, Shmamina, mitztamek diafelo mutar. Sounds like that you'll have to leave something on the fire. That, that is, uh, that, that, that's gonna get worse. This is another important rule in the laws of Bishul. There's two types of foods. One is called mitztamek viafelo. One is called mitztamek viralo. That means certain things, the longer you leave it on the fire, the better it is. Certain things, the worse it is. You leave rice on the fire too long, it gets very dry. Mitztamek viralo. So on rice solely, there's this logic to say, we're not afraid you're going to stoke the coals on the rice, because if you get the fire too big on the rice, it's going to ruin it. So, what we, right? There are other things, uh, pot roast, pot roast, uh, the longer it sits in the pot, the better it is. Two, three, four, five hours, the more it sits, the better it is on a low flame. So there, so depending on what the item is, so we're assuming now that from the, the fact that this rabbi left it here when it was fully cooked, he let you do it because it was going to get worse when it's fully cooked. Right, says, what do you mean? He, the case he gave, 
was the case where you put the ashes on top already. Shani Akadakatma, you put the ashes on, just the ashes broke through, but it's considered ashes, you can't bring me a proof. So what's his chidush if 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 it's if, if you have ashes on it? No, the chidush was like I said before, but the Gemara didn't bring it out till now. There's a certain aspect of chidush is that the ash was put on, it reignited. in the once it reignited. You lost the kitum, the ashing process was annulled because it reignited. no. But it was nothing to do with the fact that the food got better or worse. We're not talking about leaving food on a fire without a blech because the food gets worse. We're not concerned even to play with the fire. That's not what he said. He was specifically talking about a case where it was properly ashed and the chidushas, it broke through. Now the Gemara to say a similar repeat. Amara Baba Chanam Rabbi Yochanan, Kitama, you put the ash on top. Uhuvara, and it ignited. Even the rotam coals, which were very long-lasting coals. The Gemara does the same thing. We're thinking now, the reason why it's mutar is not because you put the ashes on. I think it's mutar because the food gets ruined if it stays on the fire. I says, no, shani yachim katni, have the ashes. what's the chidush? Over it's Rikhle, ignited. Hainwak, I already said that once. The Khalim shall rotam it's Rikhle. This Amura added even these very high intense coals, but since you covered it with ash, we're allowing you to leave it there, and the reigniting is not going to annul your kitu. Okay. Um, Yafelo means gets better. It's to make the Yafelo means gets better. I'm sorry. Yes, he's right. I didn't cop that. Mitzvah the Afelo, thank you, Avi, for, for doing that. So Mitzvah the Afelo, because he was talking about Mitzvah the Afelo. You want to know why are we assuming over here was Mitzvah the Afelo? Why are we assuming it's Afelo? Maybe because it was it was uh, it was hot water, and hot water doesn't get worse. Uh, the other case was talking about no. So why does he say the Afelo? It's a good question, Avi. I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was a repeat. Why over here does he say Yafelo? Okay. Good question. Take it up later. Okay, Abby, thank you. Okay, so now the next both Yafel. Okay, thank you. Both Yafel. I said Rallo. Okay, my mistake. Okay. So now let's get back to our story here. Um Yeah, so till now we had a Yochanan allowed you to leave on a kira that was not garufa katum, a tafshil that was fully cooked and was mitzamek viralo like Rab Oshia. So where Rab Oshia said, one second, Rab Oshia said, mitzamek mitzamek viafelo, mutar. Oh, they're asking, would you think mitzamek viafelo is mutar? Right. One second. Right, so it was, right, so Mr. Mechia follows not Mutam, instead of Virala would be allowed. Okay, fine. So again, but Rabbi Yochanan said, I'm allowed to leave on the pot, so that I'm allowed to leave it on something that's not, uh, that's not Garufa Katum, if it was t- fully cooked. And again, we're saying only Mr. Mechia not Yafelo, because he ended up saying Yafelo would not be allowed. So it means he likes the Chachamim that argued on Hananya, because Hananya allows Shia on the Kira, even if it's if by Machal Ben Dusai. 
And these rabbis are saying, I need Rufava Ketumah. So again, Rabbi Yochanan, from the fact that he says, I need Garufa Katum, and he agrees, Rabbi Yochanan agreed to Rabbi Osha, I need Garufa Katum, and with Tumat Shia, he obviously doesn't hold like, he doesn't hold like Hananya, because if you don't like Hananya, it should be allowed just with a Machal Ben Jusai, not a fully cooked item. He allowed a fully cooked item. I'm Rav Sheish and I'm Rav Yochanan. So now we're going to bring another Rav Yochanan. We're going to bring a different version of Rav Yochanan. I'm Rav Sheish and I'm Rav Yochanan. Kirash Yisikua Begefet Beitzim. I have a oven that was fueled with good fuel. And it's not got over katum. Mashin you could leave it on Erev Shabbat. Chamin Shaloch Mokol Tzorkan. Betavshir Shlobi Shelchot Tzorkan. So that sounds like uh that sounds like Kananya. Akar, if you removed it, So Kasavar, this version, Matin So we have we have two different verses of Rabbi Yochanan. One time he holds like Kananya, one time he doesn't. Amaraba Tavayo Taninu. These two laws that were just said now, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that you're allowed to leave a tafshil on a kira that's not garufa katum, and you can't put it back when it, when it, unless it's garufa katum. What's the chidush? Lishot tanina. We learned the law of lishot, which is previously you have to make sure that it became uh, uh, the, 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 fa- the face the bottom became cooked uh, once it's once it's already fully cooked it's allowed so that's the Mishnah sounds like she has allowed according to Hananya you're allowed to do Chazara and Chazara needs Garufa Katum so what exactly is Rav Shesha telling me? Both things Rav Shesha told me are different Mishnayot already. So the says, you're right. Rav Shesha nami diukadimatnita kamashman. That was Rav Shesha's goal over here, was to tell me diuks in the Mishnah. We had a diuk in the Mishnah like Hananya, because it says you're allowed to leave the pita bread in the oven if it was fully cooked. Shia without Garufa Katum. And also, that Chazara needs, garu, needs Garufa Katum. And we got that from our Mishnah. Third Shitav Rabbi Yochanan. Amar Shmuel by Yudam Rabbi Yochanan. Kira Shisukua Begefet Beitzim. Have a kira that was put with high grade fuel. And it's not Garufa Katum. Mashin Alea Tavshil Shibishel Kol Tzorko. Vichamin Shukmu Kol Tzorkan. Vafilu Mistamek Diafelo. Even though it's getting better. No garufa katum, and it's better. That's yet a third shitan of Yochan. Amalehumid Rabbanan, Rav Shmuel by Yuda. Ha Rav Shmuel Damay Tavayo, Mr. Metria fellow Asur. How could you say that? Rav Shmuel both say that if it gets better, you're not allowed to leave it on a not garufa katum, even if it's fully cooked. If it gets better, you're not allowed to. Only allowed to leave things that are fully cooked and get worse. Amalehatu. Let Anayada, don't I know the Marv Yosef of Yudam Shmuel, Mr. Mekvipal Asur? He kamina lach, Rabbi Yochanan kamina. I told you Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. So it's a machloket, you can leave something on the fire, it's not Garufa Katum if it gets better. And now I'm going to bring different stories of different rabbis going back and forth on this point, 
if you can leave something on the fire, it's not Garufa Katum, if it's going to get better. I'm going to have Ukma Imeshan of Ashi. Atun the Mekravitu Lerabu Shmuel. You people from Bavel that live next to Rabu Shmuel, Avidu Kurabu Shmuel. Anan, we that don't live in this place, Navid Krabiokan, will be Mekil like Krabiokanan, you'll have to do Shia even on things that are getting better. Are you allowed to leave a pot on the fire at of Shabbat? It's not Guru for Katum. We do it for Rabbi Yehuda. When it says Amale, you can't bring a proof from Rabbi Yehuda. Kevin the Musukan, who Rabbi Yehuda was very sick. You're allowed to cook on Shabbat for him. So of course you're allowed to leave it on the fire. Leave a Lachmai. We're talking about healthy people. Amalei, Shab Yosef said, Bisura Mashu. In Surah they did it. The Harab Nachma Yitzchak Maredu Vdave. Nachman by Yitzchak was a very pious man. Umashi Lachil, he did Shia, so we're allowed to do Shia. Amravashi, Kamina Kameja Avuna. I spent the Shabbat by Avuna. Vishain Lay, and I left it on, on Ed of Shabbat, Kasa the Harsana. Certain type of dish made with, uh, small fish. It was fried with flour on it. Vachil, and he ate it. Well, Yadan, I'm not sure why did he eat it. Did he eat it because he holds Mitzamev the Afelo Mutar? Does he eat it because he allows Shia even though the food gets better? He mishum the kevan the itbe mecha because it has flour Mitzamev So I know he allowed me to eat, he allowed us to eat the food that we did the Shian. The question is, was it because he allows you to eat food that gets better? Or this is a food that got worse? New statement. Amar of Nachman, Mitzamek the Afelo Asur. If it gets better, it's Asur. Mitzamek Viralo Mutar. Cloud and milk, this is the rule. Cold it, they make anything that has flour in it. Mitzamek Viralo is considered getting worse. So flour, anything with flour, the more you leave it on the fire, the worse it gets. So it has a certain point that it peaks. That point it gets worse. And therefore, we're not worried about leaving on the fire because it's going to get worse. So that's his rule. Things with flour. Except Levami Tavshilat, the lifter. Unless a, uh, lefet dish, I think lefet is, um, uh, turnips, radishes, I get mixed up on this. Even though it has flour, it's to make the afelo. When was this said that this lefet dish is good when it stays in the pot? Ditbe bisra, with some meat in it. Avalete bisra means to make varalahu. So the, the, the meat, that's in this uh, dish, even though it has flour, will make it good. You don't want it for guests. Because when you want to give it to a guest, you have to give them a large piece, and uh, it, it's going to get a little too dry for the guests. So if it's your regular family, it's considered good. Uh, for the guests, it's not. Lifta, a certain type of dish, that they made from, uh, <clears throat> from figs. And Daisa, the Tamri, all these things are Mr. Megvaralohim. 